Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Dope As Usual podcast. I am Thomas Dope As Yola, whatever you want to call me. I'm here with Marty O'Neill. What's up? What's up? We had to leave the F words out because YouTube said, stop cussing so much in the intro. <laughs> All right. That's basically <laughs> what the email is. Like, yo, heavy cursing. Not a good look. So... For all the advertisers, for all the there. advertisers, for the first thirty seconds, we'll be super. Folks doing today. We'll be nice. We'll pretend like the teachers here. <laughs> it's been about thirty seconds. Hey, fuck you, kid. <laughs> That's how I'm like all the teachers does. Hey, you're a bitch. <laughs> so, um, here we go. It's the first thirty seconds over. We'll do the ten minute nice guy clock just to be safe, and um, we'll get on to it. I will start what we're going to be talking about. This episode was about to be completely different. We'll do the episode still. Mm-hmm. Marty's wife, April, was supposed to do the episode yesterday. But some shit happened, which caused this whole thing to change. So, get ready. We're both not sure where this is going. <laughs> we, there's no notes. That is off. We weren't even planning on doing this at all. We were going to miss, with, like, we were going to have to miss a, a, a Yeah, we were about to miss an episode. For Monday, but then Marty calls me last night and says, hey, how would we just do this? So this is the episode today. Friday night, we're planning the April episode. Mm-hmm. Saturday morning, I'm hitting up Marty. Take it away. Yeah, man. Well, this, I just, I wanted to come in and do this today just because I feel like I have about 20 years worth of shit to get off my chest behind the shit. And you weren't allowed, you weren't going to ever talk about it, dude. Yeah. We were we're really open. There's stuff Marty does not talk about because, like we always say, certain people are alive, certain people might go to jail. It gets hard. So now that you can talk freely, which is not like a cool thing, it's no, not like it's super just, stoked. I just know there's a lot of kids out there that's exactly go through similar shit, and it might help them navigate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, my mom died yesterday. That's that's the big fucking event. Pretty unexpectedly. So I woke up to that call about six in the morning. You're already awake. No. No? Yeah, oh, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was it's a long story that could take up a whole podcast because it's like her story is just very unique. And there's a lot that I haven't been able to talk about, like we said, kind of like my whole life, though. <laughs> not just there's shit that literally only I've only talked about to you and April. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. So but yeah, my mom was awesome though. Like just to off top till I was, you know, throughout my whole childhood. She was responsible for me having an awesome childhood, like I always say, like just simple. Like for 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 the most part. Because there was also this layer when I was like 16 that I went and stayed out for a couple of weeks with my cousins in Detroit. And that was the time. Or for the lead up. Yeah. Your mom is the golden mom until you're about 16. Yeah. You go visit your family. As far as I knew. Yeah. She was great. Like I said, it was just us. It was so simple. It was just the three of us. Nothing. I, I didn't go through anything traumatic in my childhood all like that like it was fucking just real simple we didn't have money or anything but i was always had what i needed and it was fine yeah it was normal couldn't be more normal and just regular and that's all you can fucking really ask for because that just puts me in position to be a successful person of course if that's who i'm going to be because i didn't have a bunch of baggage like a lot of people do from their childhood like that 
Yeah, and your dad is still alive at this point, 16. Right? Yeah. Your dad has yeah, been yeah, here yeah. 20? When I was like 22. 22. Yeah. So, uh, when, I was, when I was 16, I went to Detroit. He was real sick, and they were like, my cousins were in town, I think. Or maybe they just came and got me. And they were like, you can come hang out for a couple of weeks. And it was fucking awesome. It was amazing, actually. It was like the best time of my life because they let me drive their cars and shit. That, yeah, it was my same cousin that had given me the computer. And, but this was before that. Oh, this is pre-Jurassic pre Graphics mm-hmm. Spark. Yeah, it was like, ah, okay. that happened when I was like 19. This was like 16. Got you. So, yeah, they took me to an Eminem concert. Eminem, G-Unit. Kid Rock, Missy Elliott. I remember that one, tour. Yeah, no, it was a one night, one night Wait, only. I thought Kid Rock was did stuff with Eminem before. He probably did, but this particular show was a one of one. I remember Kid Rock with the rappers went. Yeah. Okay. The shit was epic. You can imagine downtown Detroit. Hell me, yeah, they just pick you up. My cousin, she's cool. Like I knew my cousin when I was younger. She was a little bit older than me, but then like we're gonna talk about throughout my adolescence, I didn't really have a lot of touch with her, in contact with her. So. It was like even better because they're like my younger but older cousins who I knew when I was little. Like I said, my first cassettes were all eyes on me. Crazy, sexy, cool. That was her giving it to me. Her brother's the one who gave me the computer. Oh, gotcha. You know, like your cousins that you wish you grew up with. Yeah, they were great. They they lived in Detroit, though, after after I was, you know, they moved there after I was like five, six or seven years old or whatever. But she kind of like put some news on me that just fucking impacted the rest of the course of my life on i don't i'm glad she did but it also put me in a fucked up predicament because i I think (laughs) this was when i saw pulp fiction for the first time her her ex-husband showed it to me and i think it was actually after the eminem concert that same fucking night i'm pretty sure it changed your whole life yeah we're back at her house and shit and she's like you know your grandfather was a real like creep right like and she started going down this whole path of all this horrible shit he had done to her and all my relatives. And your mom's dad. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of made some sense as to why shit, the dynamic of my family was all was weird. He alive at this time? No, he died when I was seven. Oh, so you didn't really remember him? Not really. I was a little kid. He was old. But she put all this news on me. And then was like, but you don't, you can't say anything. Don't say anything. And your mom never brought this up ever? No, I had no clue that you any of this happened. Did you grandpa before? But I, from the, t- from the time I was little until the time he died, I was over there almost every day. With him? Yeah. I was, I, I basically lived there for like, I was there almost every day of my life. So nobody, everything was just fine? Nobody, yeah. Nobody just pretending like it never happened? Mm-hmm. That, I think in a lot of like, and a lot of families, a lot of shit like that goes untalked about, or I don't, I don't know because this is what, this is what hasn't made sense to me. My whole, this is the crux of the problem Yeah, is that, yeah, she like, I guess at his funeral went up to my gram, her mom and like said something to her. And then literally from that point, never talked to her again after the funeral and removed me completely from that whole aspect of my family. Something happened at his funeral that she literally wrote off the her whole, whole family for life and literally took it to the grave. <laughs> but that, you know. She never went and talked to your grandma again. She never talked to her again. Your grandma's still alive today. Yes. She just found out about this. 
Because this happened yesterday. Dude, this whole day has been very weird and the long. Shit has I've been talked very to you like 40 different times is why. Yeah, I think. you're the only person I talked to. I really yeah. appreciate everybody that reached out yesterday <sighs> on Instagram and people that I know from Buffalo and shit, my family. Yeah, because so anyway, at that same time, my dad was really super sick. Like I was talked about, he kept having these stints where we thought he was going to die. And you're back at 16. Yeah. And seven was the funeral. Mm-hmm. Never saw your cousins again until 16. Yeah. But it wasn't like, oh, it was never a verbal thing. I just, just, just went away. Yeah. Okay. Just kind of like, I had no clue that any of this was happening until my cousin told me all this shit. When you're 16, basically yeah. an adult. Yeah. I was dealing, I mean, I was dealing with my dad at that time. It was, it was like a new kind of thing, but it was real bad in terms of like just what he was going through and all the dynamic in my house. But, you know, after a while, it was so up and down for so long that it like took a horrible toll on her. By the time I met April, uh, things were starting to get weird. With your mom? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause you told me a few things. I think, I think we feel like we went over it. Your mom is super obsessed with your dad. Yeah. Like well, her, soulmate yeah. shit. Like yeah. she loved your dad so fucking much. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So when he was getting sick, she started getting fucked up. Yes. And it, was it like a pill thing or just it a was, mental thing? It was both. Okay. Watching him go through what he was going through. She had her own physical issues she was dealing with that she had like pain meds for. Gotcha. We had probably the highest level pain meds you could have in our house for years. So I think she probably had a pretty serious thing going with the pills. And like in the way that people embrace like Jesus and like religion, she was like that, but with like Reiki and like metaphysical shit too. She considered herself like a healer and like a yeah. damn near like a, uh, I find a psychic. We never talked about this before because we couldn't. But I think it's so wild that your mom was so like committed to that. Yeah energy shit that mm-hmm. she was into she would have swore she was a professional healer like she didn't actually practice it but like she, that was who she was she was like my whole childhood your mom was a hippie yeah and yeah. your dad was too though mm-hmm. wow yeah but you know my whole childhood was very much like her her all over him and him like kind of just like it was him and his guitar. Like he was just very neutral, but her whole identity was being his husband. She was like, or his wife with him being, being a musician. Like, well, yeah. that makes sense. Now that I know your dad was so fucking well known for being a famous musician. She I, was just in, in awe, I think. Right. Yeah. She just was totally fine. Just supporting him doing whatever she worked like at a bunch of different jobs. You know, it was never, she didn't have like a career. It was just, she didn't care about that really. You know? Um, but she was also somebody that always gave me really great advice. There was advice she gave me growing up, like, watch that fucking kid. Oh, really? Like, and I would be like, what? Please. You've like, and then I would always end up realizing like, damn, she was right. How did she, how'd she oh, you, see you that? Told me about this before. Yeah. She was like, me and her were super close for not as close as me and my dad were. I couldn't help but tell her everything that was going on in my life. I remember like in high school and shit. For the most part, you know, then I started getting a little bit older and then you start kind of, I don't know if it's every kid or you start living like a double life between who you are in front of your parents and who you actually are. Every single. Yeah. Kid. Mm-hmm. Like two. Yeah. Don't. But 
you know, I got out of the house pretty early. Uh, um, 19, 18, you know, when I met April. And right around that same time, April, even off the bat almost, was like, something a little off with your mind. I'm like, no. But after a couple months, I was like, there is something off. I didn't, I was starting to be an adult and she was like dealing with everything she was dealing with. And uh, she just started being real loopy. And it was hard to have a real conversation with her. And it became very just superficial of just whatever she wanted to talk about, basically. And yeah, because she would talk to you as if you believed exactly how she did. Because you got to remember, she has been her whole life this healer of non-pharmaceutical. And now she's getting on pills. That must have And like nothing is working for my dad, really. I mean, it is because he didn't like. Die right away. Yeah. But at the same time, she's. She's somebody that's always looking for a literal, like, explanation of why, like, like every, like, everything happens to a reason to the point that when bad things happen, she takes it super personal. I was like that too for a while. I had to think my way out of that. It, like, she really, she would really, like, and then, hold on, let me, let me make sure I'm keeping this on track here, so. 16, uh, she tells you what's going on. You come back home and go. And my mom was so fragile. Did you bring it up to her? No. Oh, okay. No, fuck no. I couldn't bring up anything to her. Early on, April's like, why don't, why can't, like, we don't have normal conversations really. I act different in front of her. There's just this elephant in the room that was starting to form of how horrible it was what my dad was going through and how she was like going off the deep end. And very early on, I was like, because she would do certain shit and in a normal relationship, you would like talk about it. But I'm like, trust me, don't. We don't want to bring. We don't want to go off track with this. Trust me. 1950s family. Yeah, I was trying to navigate. I just thought she was. She was just so like delicate and so like at her fucking breaking point. Yeah, that it became a very different relationship over the next couple years than I had growing up. And uh, when that whole situation with Jamal happened. She really took his side in the shit, yeah. which, and I remember in slow motion getting back, cops are there at, the, at Ariana's birthday party, like I told you, and her like defending him and shit. Like he had her all wrapped up in his shit and like playing both sides of the fence. And but he thinks he's in the right, so it's not like he's being a devious. She fuck. was feeling that way too. They were both together, it, not liking me starting a family. Ex- she wanted me to oh, like. Oh, because your dad's. Good. Yeah. But even like after he died, I was like, why don't we, why don't you let us move in to the, I was ready to, we were going to move into his old studio. It was attached to her house. She was like, she said no. So we went and stayed in New Jersey for a couple months and shit. And then we came back and stayed with her and, you know, in my dad's old studio and shit. But she didn't, April couldn't be more fucking amazing to her. Period. Let me, like, I can't stress that enough. She's better to her than I was a lot of the times. April kind of, it happens that way though, when somebody doesn't, when your when your other like your spouse, like your your exact thing. Like when me and my mom first started talking again, Rosie you just have to take over conversations while I'm just like, I don't fully trust you yet. So, yeah, you know, it was like, kind of like that. It has and to take over t- just to make it. Like we said to humor the person mm-hmm. so they don't freak the fuck out and leave. Yeah, and then I started just really resenting the fact that she would like she had this whole aspect to her where. The main thing was like, she would never 
ever consider the notion of going to therapy. She should have been in therapy since she was a kid. We should have both been in therapy since I was a teenager. She should have been in therapy beyond me being a teenager, extensive, intensive therapy, counseling. She would fucking laugh at the idea of doing that. Like she had an ego. I don't know if it was ego, but it was just like, if I were to bring it up, when I brought it up to my aunt a couple of days ago, like she, she needs, laughed. she fucking laughed. Like she would never consider... And she would also be, she would also really, really vengefully hold grudges. So it, it was like a front, and I hated that. That, or like her email signature was peace begins with me. It was always this peace, this, peace, that. But she held you a never grudge. Told me this. Yeah, that was like her whole front facing. If you met her, she'd be great. After talking to her for a little while, you'd be like, there's a little something off. Then, but if she, like, I saw her get wrapped up in, like, my family's issues. So she never, ever, 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 ever talked to them again? Some of them. She never talked to my grandma again. She never talked to some of her sisters again. You know, she ended up, like, reconnecting with, like, two of my aunts kind of down the line as I, like, time went on. Okay, so 22, your dad passed away. You move to California at what? Two years later? Yeah, two years later. And your mom stays? Mm-hmm. At first. So we had this horrible thing of drama, the whole situation we talked about on my last episode that happened right before we left. And it really had me and her in deep turmoil. And that was the first time that I let her know that I knew all that shit. You told her? Yeah. Because Jamal was spreading these really horrible, fucking disgusting rumors throughout my family. And I went over there and it fucking killed me. Like, she's sitting there... She's all, we're all mad at each other over fucking nothing. Literally. Yeah. All this shit is over and fucking nothing. And I just put it all out there. And she was like, to see her fucking sobbing, crying, and sitting there talking about the shit was everything I always wanted oh, to she avoid. It up. She, she acknowledged it. And she just acknowledged, like, uh, that she really blamed her mom and she blamed, like, of course your mom's all this shit. None of my other family like holds this resentment, but my mom had this horrific resentment. But then, then that morphed into resentment for me because I'm like, well, then why the fuck was I over there my whole life? Exactly. And that was a question I never got to ask because I don't think she could have handled it because there was times. Okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. You brought it up to her. That's where we're at right there. Then yeah. after that. Yeah. So things got a, got a little better after we addressed all that. I don't know why that moved. came out in that time. That was that was a couple months before we moved. And then we had a we had a falling out as I was moving to California because we tried to have this big ass garage sale to sell all of our shit and it took us fucking 3 weeks to get all our shit organized and you know, labeled and all the shit ready for the garage sale. We go to do the garage sale and it's fucking pouring rain out. So we don't sell any of our shit. Maybe some of it. We sold some on Facebook. It was a fucking massive ordeal to pack up to move to California. Just leaving behind one of our cars, all the shit. So she ended up getting all butthurt about us leaving behind some shit in the garage. And my, my, one of my cousins ended up handling it. You know, he took the shit or whatever. It was toys and clothes. But as I was moving out her here, me and her were at some stupid fucking odds for the first couple of weeks of me being out here. And then we got back on the phone and kind of reconnected a little bit. It was over nothing, so it was fine. And then after about a year, she moved out here too. 
Oh, and then lived with you guys for how long? Well, she lived like in Santa Ana in an apartment. So she had her own oh. life out here. She lived out here for a couple of years. Oh, she was doing her healing and shit out here? No, she never actually like did oh, that professionally. She had like cubicle jobs and shit. Oh. But she fucking hated working. Like when my dad was sick, I don't know how she did it. She would take off for fucking years at a time. Years? Literally between her back pain and whatever she had going on and like his stuff. I don't know how she fucking finagled it. She would get big, long stretches of time off and still be working for the job. She just like, I don't know. That's just always how, that's how it was, at least after she got. So she wasn't around you guys? She would just leave? What do you mean? She would leave for years at a time? No, no, no. Off her job, like on like work leave. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So she was just home, but she would keep her job. Like, I don't know how she did that shit. But when she moved out here, she started kind of doing that shit again to her fucking job she was working. So that became, you know, uh, but it was cool. She had a life. All I wanted for her was to have a life of her own again. Because when he died, like there was weeks and months after he died that I thought she was going to commit suicide. She was doing a bunch of weird shit. She was going to like Niagara Falls and having fucking seances and shit with her friend Elaine. She tried to talk to him. Yeah, they thought they thought they were talking to him. They really thought they were. Li- they might have been, bro. I don't fucking you never know. Fucking know your mom might have been on some shit. But let me keep going with this. So, but it wasn't. In a, it didn't feel fucking healthy at all. It felt like off the deep end. Yes. So she had Elaine. Elaine, her friend Elaine, was the reverend for our wedding. For your wedding. Yes. Oh wow. And we were like, we didn't know who we were going to get. We don't go to church or anything. So we're like, yeah, she can do it. She's her friend. That's fine. She's like sanctioned or whatever. Mid-wedding, she started fucking freestyling. Mid-ceremony, she started using Her friend? Yeah. You ever told me this? Yeah, she did. She's like. She started freestyling. (laughs) Going off the fucking beaten path of what you do at a wedding. She was like, uh. As we're saying our vows, she's like, I wed the troth. She said something about a troth in the vows. Mid-vow, me and April both like, okay, we said it. I wed my troth. And then like the ceremony went out and she's like, okay, now we're going to do the rings. And she's like, Jamal. And Jamal pulled out these fucking like hula hoop things that were like intertwined with each other. And Jamal's standing there like, uh, yeah, he didn't know what the fuck. And it was just this shit she added in without letting us know. And then afterwards, she was like, she literally said, I think I was channeling April's grandmother Stop with it. this old time language that just came out during the ceremony. Stop. We That's were your like, mom's friend? This is her best friend. This That's is her only friend. This was a friend she added on when I was like, I don't know, 18, 19. I see your mom being more... Like Miss Lippy from Billy Madison with the things, but super nice. Yeah, she was like she looked normal. That's how I feel if like, you were to like talk a normal to lady, her, but she like would seem two of the clicks and shit. But there was something. There was something. So her friend ruined your fucking wedding. No, she didn't. I don't want to make it seem like that. Know, it was just fucking weird, and we our laughed about it. <laughs> so then, all right, let me keep this going here. So just keep that in mind. That was basically her only friend, her friend Elaine. Like, so they both think that they can levitate. Yes. shit. Basically, they think they have special, like, like uh, telepathic fucking powers, which also pisses me off because it's like, 
all the shit we're going through? You want to sit here and act like you know? Nobody knows. I'll only sit here and be cool with you acting like you know to a certain fucking point because nobody really knows. You can't talk to me like you literally for sure know what's going on in the afterlife and expect me to just accept that. This is what you were dealing with? Yeah. Yeah, but in a weird, loopy fucking kind of way, and she was still so I feel like this is a weird fragile. Sitcom, so now, let me keep this going. Hey, what's up, guys? This is a quick break from this super fucking intense episode. Marty and I are introducing a new sponsor to the Dope As Usual podcast. This is MyBookie.com. MyBookie. Yes, exactly what you're thinking is what it is. This is an online gambling site. For everyone out there that does online gambling, online uh, roulette tables, card games, they have that. So this is not just for sports. But for all you sports people out there, let me get into this next part. Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul. We, we all know about Jake Paul and all that, but he, he's got a chin. All right. So far, he's doing pretty good. So for all the people, all the naysayers or all the pro Jake Paul people, this is the time to place your bets. Dope as usual podcast has teamed up with my bookie and we're giving you a code. The code dope as usual will let you double your initial deposit up to a thousand dollars. When it comes to odds or prop bets, my bookie has the best odds for the Woodley and Jake Paul two fight. As I said earlier, if you want to take a bet on this, you can use our code and it lets you double your deposit up to a thousand dollars for this fight. My bookie slogan is bet anything, anytime, anywhere. So for all you fools out there that are just constantly betting with your friends, Get online and use our code. So, big shout out to MyBookie, MyBookie.com for being part of the Dope As Usual podcast. Back to the episode. So, she has her own life in California. She has a job, and she's being a great grandparent. Every weekend, she's taking Ariana to go hang out at her apartment, and they're doing grandparent kid shit. Beautiful. Mind you, I've been cut off from my whole family. My kids don't have interaction with my side of the family. Only, literally, only April said. It's not like you're like, why didn't you just go talk to him? It's weird when you haven't talked to him in 20 years. You're like, let's be friends. And they all have this weird relationship with her, so... You're the kid of the They don't want to have her set off on some fucking vendetta against them, is what I realized later <sighs> on, also. Shit. Not to mention, my aunt and uncle invented screen printing. They were... It would have been doing great for you to work for. the coolest shit you could imagine. Summer job, right there. All the Super Bowls, all the huge concerts, all the fucking... All the cool shit, like it, they had a mansion, you know, it would have been, been would have been cool. <laughs> would have been sick. Uh, so, and on top of them being awesome people, and you know, the rest of my family is really cool. When I came back from, when I went back to Buffalo for the first time, I went to a family reunion for the first time, and I saw all my you family went to a family there. Reunion? Yeah, they At were just twenty three, four. No, this was when I went back to Buffalo for the first time after being here for five or six years. So it was like. Oh. Uh, uh, late 20s yeah. yeah and they were all just being a fucking family you know like it was amazing to see all the kids and my cousins the older people my grandma's there they're like I thought it might be the last so time I see my grandma you've never talked to her before because your mom cut you off your grandma yeah I, you I didn't see your grandma at all I reconnected with them like briefly before I moved out here I went and saw them on Christmas so from 7 to like 22 you never saw your grandma on Christmas or nothing yeah Fuck, you guys were cut off. Yeah, big time. But it, dad was, it was cool never it? talked about. Yeah, he never said a shit about it. Like, he was, he didn't give a fuck, I don't think. Yeah, or he just understood how deeply passionate she was about this fucking vendetta. Yes. But nobody ever explained to me what the fuck was going on. It's crazy. You know, is your to, dad is playing a guitar and meets the lady doing hippie dances and they mm-hmm. got fucking married. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Wow. Yeah. Cause yeah, if you if you look back at them, they were like the hippies that looked like the Manson hippies back in the day. Like they had the long hair and they were all fucking like 
you know, I don't know what they were on. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Whoa. I don't know. They both lived out here. They lived in LA and before, like my mom would tell me that she used to literally go to that bus station, pick somewhere to go and go live there. Wow. Shit like that for a couple of years or whatever. I grew up in the sixties. Yeah. 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 And she just, she grew up, you know, I'll, I'll get to this, but she wrote a letter. Oh, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll she get to like it. described crazy shit. Yeah. So she has her own life. She's picking up Ariana, which is super fucking cool. Your whole family's cut off. You met them before you came back. Family reunion. Everybody's super cool. Mm-hmm. Then what changes when you're here in California that she's not being the great grandparent? So, yeah. So we moved or I came back to California. Everything's still going great. And then we decided we we're going to try to buy a house in Austin. This is recent. Yeah. Yeah. This was, this was right, right before, before I, I met, met you. you. Yeah. Oh, shit. So we moved to Austin. Now, I was like, I told her explicitly multiple times, we're going to be back. We're going down there to buy some properties. It might be a year. It might be a fucking month. We're going to be back. She's in like a, one of those senior apartment complexes where your rent is like capped. April had her on a fucking waiting list to go live on the ocean down in Dana Point at, at a similar thing. You got to be on a waiting list for like fucking two years to get in. April had put her on the waiting list. That was like maybe six months out. So we're like, just chill. Let us go figure this out. We might buy a house down there. Either way, we're coming back for sure. That was always the plan. I'm getting ahead of myself here. There was some incidents, some big incidents where that really made me question like her honesty because here's a really good example. We went to visit April's family in Florida. This is before Texas. We have our friend house sitting, like looking after our cat and shit. She comes to the house and she's like, something smells like it's burning. I just want you guys to know. I wasn't like smoking weed in your house or nothing. Like something smelled like it was on fire in your fucking house when I came. So then we like talked to my mom and she goes, yeah, I, I stopped over at the house and um, I got the baby a new bottle. And we, the strangest thing, I went to sanitize the bottle and I was boiling it. And I'm just sitting there and looking at my phone. And, you know, the next thing I know, it was like it was it was kind of smoking. The water had evaporated. Now, I look out in my outdoor garbage can, and I see a pan that was on fucking fire. The pan is singed as if the, the bottle was m- melted and is one with the pan now. The pan was on fucking fire. It had to have been on fire for a while. And by how, when we came home, we could smell it in the house. So I like questioned her on it. Even at this point, still, I'm very fucking eggshells with her. And it's annoying to April because we don't like communicate really normally. There's still a, up through her living in California, still a giant fucking elephant in the room that I can't address that I'm, my resentment's also kind of building as time goes on because I'm seeing her do a bunch of vengeful shit to people, not to mention everything we've already brought up about me and, you know, kind of put me in harm's way at a young age and then circled around to be butthurt about it. If you're going to be, if you're going to hold the vengeance, you got to do it from the start. You can't let your kid, you can't drop me off at all times. Yeah. And then circle back to your vengeance. Of course. But anyway, she got real fucking like defensive and mad that I like questioned her about the pan the next day, the very next day. Now she's in the hospital. Now she had a heart attack at work. Hold on before, because your mom did pass away of an actual heart attack. I think so. So far. Your mom does pull Fred Sanford shit. And I've talked about Fred Sanford shit 
as in she fakes heart attacks when she doesn't want to continue the conversation. We think that's what happened because in my experience, you don't go in for a heart attack and then have them let you go the same evening, basically. And then not have any like follow-ups or anything. Or if you like, it also does, it fits into a pattern of her health kind of deteriorating, but it was just so crazy. This happened like two or three times where you guys are having an argument. Something would happen that I would have to call out. Like, was our house on fire or no? Why were you even here? You weren't even supposed to be here. Why are you boiling a bottle? Like it's 1930. You have your kids. Yeah. Nobody was in the house. There's no bottle. There's no baby needs a bottle there. We weren't even there. Like for when you guys get home, we, we have plenty of bottles. It's we got dishwasher. You know, like it was just very weird. And when I called her on it, it was a huge fucking health crisis. And that happened like two or three times. She like mid. Oh, my heart. I have a heart not to say she didn't have health problems. She, when she got out here, she became diabetic. She was not living. She wasn't really taking great care of herself. She got real heavy. She got real like not, She's like, I, I don't know. She wasn't, it was becoming, she was aging. She was like, she's in her low sixties. She didn't have to be like becoming elderly necessarily, yeah. but she's still so like, she just never got past my dad. And it was just, it just kept really getting worse. I feel like. So when we moved to Austin, she moved to Texas too, but she moved like three hours away to my aunt's house in Houston now, my aunt is a nurse and like a psychological doctor nurse. She ran a hospital her whole career. She's successful. She's uh, the mom of my two cousins. And I'm talking about in Detroit. Got gotcha. you. the computer and this whole shit. She's like three years older than my mom. You're closer to her than the other aunts. Yeah, I guess. We're fine. We've got no fucking problems. No, like, I'm saying like in terms of like, oh, I see you way more than, or talk to you way more than I talk to them. We really just talk once, barely once in a while. Gotcha. But there's no, it's just how it is. I just don't have a lot of contact with them. But there's no reason behind it. It's just how it is. So, uh, we, my mom came, she came and visited us like, you know, one time. We were only in Texas for like fucking three months and we moved right back. She but came, your mom just said, fucking, I'm moving to Texas too. So, yeah. Even though we told her it wasn't about us moving to Texas. She was going to do it anyway because she didn't want to work anymore, which is what I think it was. She wanted to live with my aunt. My aunt has a nice house. She lives by herself. She wanted to, I don't know, I guess us going to Texas probably had something to do with it, but she was, after I told her, like, hey, you're on this waiting list. Like, <laughs> we're moving back. You don't got to do this. She still did it. She told me, I made the executive decision that me and your aunt are just happier when we're hanging out together and I'm going to stay down here. And that's fine. That was fucking fine with me. I'm like, by all means, live your life if that's what you want to do. And it was stressful having her around too. Just, just this elephant in the fucking yeah. room became like we didn't have a normal relationship anymore. It was always weird. She was always like, I was always on edge. It was always just, I, I felt fucking horrible about it too. Like I felt really bad that our and relationship always was said, like, like that. I feel like an asshole, but God, he told me the same shit. Yeah. I, I couldn't, because I couldn't bring it up to her what the, like, like, what type of but shit you, is this? But if you did, she faked the heart attack shit. Yeah, like, and I, I, I told April when we first got together that that is how it was, and she didn't really understand until all this shit happened. So now, now she's down in Texas, and we move right back to California, and things start kind of taking off. Things start going well for me, more so than they were before. I meet with you, I'm 
getting booked to do big video shoots. I'm starting to take shit to the next level. So she came out to visit. Um, last year. Yeah. This exact time last right year. Right around this exact time last year. Because I had just gotten booked to film a fucking Super Bowl commercial. And it was a really, really, really big deal. So she came to visit and she was going to see some of her old friends from work. And this is like fucking peak COVID. So anytime I get booked for a shoot, I got to go test basically every day. So that means I got to drive up to LA and get tested and drive back. And I still got to get tested like the next day. It's super high fucking COVID shit going on. And this is the biggest opportunity in my life by fucking far. I never imagined I'd be filming on Super Bowl commercial sets for T-Mobile. With, right. This is with goddamn Gwen Stefani and Adam Levine, Blake Shelton. Huge opportunity. By far the biggest opportunity I've ever been involved in. And as I'm going, I'm making, my whole day is now going to LA to get COVID tested. As I'm going to get COVID tested, she's going to go see some of her friends from work. And I go, oh, cool. I'm going to drive to LA to get COVID tested. You, you got a mask? Here, if you need any masks, we got some right here. She's like, no, I'm good. Now, mind you, she has diabetes. She's not in great shape to begin with. She's like out of shape. She's not some fucking peak athlete by yeah. any stretch. You have all your kids in the house? All the kids are in the house. Yeah, I mean, so then she proceeds and I watch her. She walks out, goes and gets in this fucking fool's car that looks like Santa Claus. He's got no mask on. She's got no mask on. They got the windows up. She gets in, closes the door, and they take off. I'm like fucking mind blown that she would do that. And I assume it was just a mistake. Like she forgot to put her mask on. Uh, so then as I'm like coming back from LA, I'm texting her like, are you going to go get like tested or what's the plan here? Cause I saw you get in his car. I was fucking furious, but I was being really nice. What's the plan here? Cause I saw you get in his car without a mask on and I got my Super Bowl shoots this week. So I don't understand. Like, and she's like, we'll talk about it when I get home. And I'm like, okay. But if you got fucking COVID, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Cause not only that, she went and met with a bunch, a bunch of her of other fools. fucking yeah. friends inside somebody's house. And she told me that they were going to hang out at some fucking park or some stupid shit. I don't fucking know. So then she starts getting real defensive and she starts getting all fucking mind blown that I have the audacity to like basically check her about it when she does get home. And I'm, I told April before she got there, I'm like, this is it. She's going to be fucking pissed and leave. This is it. Like beyond that, I don't, I, I'm in a position now where I have to fucking say something. I've spent all this time just trying to avoid any real life conversations with her just because I don't know where it'll fucking lead to. So uh, I check her on it and I don't back down at all. I check her on it like I would anybody else. How are you going to go off to this shit knowing what I got going on here, not to mention our kids in this house and fucking COVID, and she's being an asshole about it. She's like defending her like, how dare you try to tell me what to do? It wasn't an accident. Shit. That type of shit. And then she proceeds to sit without talking to me for a full fucking day in the house before we're able to book her a fucking hotel room and take her to it so she can she sat in the fucking house for a whole day and then had us take her to a hotel for the rest of her trip because she was so fucking offended that i had the audacity to fucking bring this shit up 
frustrating, bro. I was really, really fucking mad. Not to mention, I'm in the... It's happening. All the shit I've set out for is fucking happening. And she keeps with this fucking shit. Every time something big is going to happen, like, I'm going to move here. Like, like, the night that she did the shit with the let the shit on fire. All right, I work for Fighter and the Kid since day one. All right, before day one. I was maybe, I don't know, fucking five, six years into working with these fucking fools. I had never hung out with these fucking fools at all. Like I was, we were on a remote basis. They blew up all this cool shit. I was just deep behind the scenes. We were having our Christmas party that night. It was that, like, that fucking night. And I called my aunt, her other sister, and... And she was like, I told her what happened. Like, and me and her kind of reconnected before I left, like I said. And so she was kind of like giving me some guidance around this shit. And she was just telling me how she's like, you know, your gram sits here. And she'll just be like staring out the window and be like, why doesn't Diane talk to me? Oh, she doesn't get it like, still either? And yeah, like she doesn't know. She's just fucking wondering. Like she doesn't get, she doesn't get it, I guess. And my aunt's like, she's just an asshole. When she said that, that she's like, you got to live your life right now. Sometimes when people, people got to fucking sleep in the bed they've made sometimes in life. When she said that shit, I was like, it, it just, it gave me, uh, like, the okay it changed pass. my perspective on, I felt like I was being manipulated. Of 100%. I knew you met your mom when I knew that. Everything, every time you're about to do something cool that would make you go further away from her, she did something fucked up to you. Or try to do some shit that would make you like, well, maybe I shouldn't go. Maybe I shouldn't leave. It, it was just like, she just didn't, that, none of that was like, I yeah. don't know. She wasn't From thinking about, heard. yeah, she wasn't thinking about what I had going on at all. Uh, so then we move back. She comes, that all happens. The COVID shit. The COVID shit leaves. happens and she just leaves. Now we're not talking now. After, less than a year ago now. Yeah. Yeah. So now from, say that was December, you know. January, February, March, April. We're really not talking. And I was fucking fine with it, to be honest. We're just busy, too. We're I'm so I'm, busy. We're doing it. Like, if you want to cut me off for some shit you did, the fuck do you want me to do? There's already, I already got all this shit I'm walking around with. And you're thinking that the way you're thinking is like, fuck, I'm such a piece of shit asshole for thinking like this. Yes, constantly. Don't ever fucking feel that way. If you need to cut somebody off to the camera, to you guys, fuck them. That's it. That's how you have to live your life. Or you're going to live your life for other people. Well, you, you start in this situation, then you start living it for your kids to have good grandparents. Because I didn't have, I really didn't have grandparents growing up. Yeah, of course. On either side, really. Uh, you know, so it's super important to April and me that my kids have a fucking grandmother. So, like, we didn't do what she did. I didn't go and get all butthurt. Like, she just started, like, talking to <coughs> April and... But she also like wouldn't let my daughter come down and visit her. She also really Why wasn't. Though? I don't know. She said no. I, I don't want her to come down. Yeah, like hey, do you want Ariana, Ariana to come down and visit? No, well, I'll just come. I'll come up there. Like she was just starting to not care about being in the kids' lives all like that when she went back down there. And that was leading up until yeah. Now, so now it's December to April. So she she's went. Still not talking. And she's living with my aunt. My aunt and I knew this was going to happen. I predicted this was going to happen. My aunt uh, went out of town. She was, uh, I'm assuming my mom was butthurt over something and moved out without telling her and got her own apartment. 
out after moving over there yes the, to, to live Texas. with my aunt yeah okay. I, there was really no plan like she literally went down there and she was her job was to drive drive kids to school as if she doesn't have like grandkids <laughs> that we don't have school buses yeah. so she went and that now she's moved out of my aunt's house and she moved into an apartment that is the same amount she was paying to live in fucking santa Ana. not to mention would be the same amount she'd be paying to live on the fucking Beach. ocean and san clemente so whatever still fine but not very cool to my aunt you move out without telling her over god knows what yeah so now anyway she goes out she has her own apartment fine um but she's starting to like tell my aunt and my cousins down there like she's starting to act very like depressed and she's blaming it on me and like my daughter basically she's be like being my aunt said she's like being nasty to my cousins down there just kind of being a dick across the board but she's like blaming it on like it's my fault when in reality she's the one not talking to me over some shit she did this is all during season one yeah all this been going on behind the fucking scenes yeah <clears throat> so I didn't give a fuck at that. I'm like, I know what it is. And she texted me kind of trying to instigate some shit. And I left it like, I don't know what your point is with this text. If you're not trying to instigate some shit, I accept that we don't, I said, we don't exist in the same reality. So I can't move past this without you like acknowledging it. But I also accept that we don't exist in the same reality. So that's just where we are. Because I can't let this shit go. Who the fuck would I be? Just let something like, all I'm looking for is just like, it just, I'm not, I don't want an apology. Just like, maybe an apology would be nice. Some accountability of like, I'm sorry, I basically tried to fuck you over and then, then blamed you for it afterwards yeah. to everybody else. Like, just acknowledge, even then it started, then, so she started, it started, I started to hear about like that. And then, here's the fucking kicker. Then she started to get really weird ailments that really couldn't, like, the, the next call I got was, hey, she was trying to clean some shit off her fridge and she fell and, like, her knees are bruised up. She's, she's got to go to the hospital. Her knees are all fucked up. Okay, she's still not talking to me. Okay, cool, we're still hearing about this shit. And then, literally, from there, it started fucking spiraling. This is around August. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is July August. Oh shit, we're getting to your oh fuck, we're getting to August right now. So, oh. Yeah, so um she started like with a series of like ailments. And I think a lot of it was pro- a lot of it was like with her stomach. She had diabetes. She didn't really eat healthy. She didn't like take care of herself. She started having all these like issues and then she was like like not taking care of herself. And then she was just back to living at my aunt's house. And I didn't, I didn't really have a sense of what was really going on because she's hearing it through your aunt. What I am hearing, I'm hearing through my aunt. Me and her don't really talk all like that to begin with. But then I get a call on my birthday that she was unresponsive and they found a bunch of pills next to my aunt's bed. And that when the fucking, the ambulance came. She started fucking freaking out and shit. It was like fucking screaming at my cousins and why the fuck did you wake me up? All this shit. And then they took her to the hospital. And then, then now I was like, all right, once I found that out, I was like, all this shit is out the window. 
we're not like instead we started talking and we had like a regular like a normal she was acting all normal i didn't come out and ask her i don't think like if that like what she, what what the fuck was going on but she made it seem like it wasn't that she made it seem like it wasn't that big of a deal that she tried to die I, when I talked to her, like she made it seem like, oh yeah, I, I tried. It was like she didn't, she didn't know I knew all those details. Oh, mind she's you, my aunt is a fucking. Her career is running a hospital, a, a psychiatric ward of a hospital. If there's anybody more qualified, she's got a patient in her house to be helping her, it's her. So, what'd your aunt say? My aunt thought it was very fucking suspicious. What was suspicious? The the whole scenario and the, just how she was acting and like so she, she thought faked taking no, all the pills. No, no, I don't think she faked it. But she thought she thought that it was. She thought that that's what it was. She thought that she was trying to end it. But but what I found out afterwards is right before that, her she had found out that her fucking social security was about to run up or some shit. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. And I think maybe just coincidentally, it was my birthday. But that like. Was I? I don't know. I don't know. But I woke up from a nap on my birthday to that, and and that that shit was fucking crazy. And then um, then we started talking again, and she was like saying how she's focusing on she's focused on getting better. She was like she went through a couple stints of going like random symptoms that they didn't really know what the fuck was going on. Like the last thing she texted me was my heart checked out clear. I, I got a full check. My heart's clear. So, you know, and that was when that was like a couple of days ago. Okay. So from, from your birthday to now to a couple of days ago, you're still talking frequently again. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I got, I, once I realized that she wasn't well, we started like, yeah, talking and all that, you know, cause she was like, what I think happened she had COVID when, when she, she left. left. Right. She, she had my aunt told me she. I don't know, but she fucking had it. And if you get a COVID shot, she got vaccinated after she had it. And me and April read online that if you have like too many antibodies from having it, and then you get the vaccine, that there's all these symptoms that can fucking happen. But she had pre. She had pre existing uh, pre existing because she had other shit going on, diabetic and all this other shit. But we told my aunt and her, like, guys, the doctors literally aren't being able to figure out why you're having all these stomach problems and your legs are giving out on you and you're, like, having all these issues. But it looks like right here these symptoms are in line with what this. we sent them the article. We, I brought it up to them, like, fucking four times, five times. Like, is anybody checking on this? And she was, like, she basically told me, yeah, yeah, like, they're, you know, they know what they're doing, basically. They're, you know, looking into whatever. But, so. You guys had a regular conversation. You guys were actually talking mm -hmm. a couple, until a couple days ago. Yeah, April FaceTime with her like fucking two days ago. What the fuck? Yeah, with the kids and shit. And she was saying that, she, like, she was going to like a, a, she, like a rehab been, Because the past couple months she was in and out for being mentally kind of fucked. Both. I mean, it started with, oh, I'm so depressed. But then it like. It, it snowballed into like there's these a bunch of random physical symptoms going on that the doctors can't figure out what's going on. But also at so the same time, 
I got the sense from my aunt who was with her like every day that she's sick. There's something going on. But at the same time, I feel like she could be like doing more or something like not to say that she was not sick, but my aunt felt was starting to feel a little bit like she was being taken advantage of two calls ago. I got that from her. And when she said that, I was like, fuck man. Like, uh, I really thought that she was going to live another fucking 30 years and it was going to be just some like, she was either, I don't, I knew she didn't want to work. I thought she was going to live with my aunt or she was going to come. I didn't want her to come and live with us just because I didn't want that. Like I wanted her to come and live by us again, but I didn't, I'm not able to fucking support her, especially now. Like we just spent all our money on a house. The house is still under construction. We don't have any extra money for all all this shit at all and let alone like you know i just wanted her to have her own life again and because we were getting the sense that she had just like checked out basically she wasn't talking to the to to the grandkids really she had checked out just in a lot of ways and this was a few days ago that your aunt found a letter no my aunt told me yesterday Yesterday, oh, she wrote this letter back in September. She wrote it on her and my dad's anniversary, September 20th. She started having all these issues somewhere around then, August. But she was talking about the letter is called My Final Thoughts. Oh, God. It's not a suicide letter, but it's a letter about your final thoughts at the end of life. Back in September, she was not that fucking sick. It was all centered around her falling from the fridge and her knees and the bruising and like something going on. They cleared her heart, but, and I don't know what's going to happen from this, but my aunt told me that like they had moved her from the hospital to like, uh, like a rehab style place to get her like back up and walking and shit. And we had offered the whole time, like, do you want us to come down there? Do you want to, like, can, do you want to come back up here? You kept telling me, I think I'm going to Texas this week. She kept, uh, being, no, kept not, telling I'm us not. no. Yeah. Like, later, no. And then they moved, they sent her to, like, a rehab. And my aunt was with her. This is two nights ago. And my aunt, like, at, at night before she had to leave or whatever, was calling the doctor. The doctor was supposed to, like, come and check her out and evaluate her that day. She was like waiting for her to come all day. She never came. At like six o'clock, my aunt calls her and the doctor tells her, I'm not actually going to be coming today. We'll check her out in the morning. But my aunt noticed something was wrong with my mom. It was like, she's not doing well. She's not really responsive. She's not, something's wrong. You guys really need to see her tonight. And the lady's like, we'll, we'll, she'll be okay overnight. We'll check her out in the morning. Mind you, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking if they were like, her symptoms aren't that serious or if they were just being fucking lazy about it. But five in the morning rolls around and she went into like cardiac arrest or some shit and they called my aunt back. And then right when my aunt got there, she died. At this rehab? I don't, I think it, I the think hospital. they rushed her back. Over, these places are fucking next door to each other, I think. Oh, got you, got they, you, got you. They put her back in the hospital. And, uh, yeah, man, I really didn't think that shit was going to happen. <laughs> no, of course not, bro. 
Slight these Especially fucking All jokes. the shit we've been talking about lately, too. All the fucking, uh, about talking, literally talking about your mom. We were just talking about Yeah, I mean, mom. I've been kind of like. Keeping, Days ago. Yeah. I've been keeping you loosely, kind of. Just because I thought, there was a bunch of times I thought I was going to have to go to Texas. Well, you told me like every three weeks. I think I might have to go to Texas this week. You go, all right, well. Let's make sure we fucking buckle down now. Yeah, we we're going to work out the way. And they kept being like, no, it's not that serious. And if I like it was you kept saying, well, they said that she's all right. And she doesn't want me to come. So. Yeah. And my aunt also said, if it were to be, if it were to get. Um, what you need? Joint. Appreciate you, sir. She, my aunt's like, listen, if it were to be that serious, I would not let something happen to your mom without having you down here. I'll let you know if you really need to come yeah. down here. So it's not like she knew. It was just kind of an unexpected It was thing. a freak. F- it was, f- I mean, they just evaluated her heart, and somehow she went into fucking cardiac arrest. So I called the medical examiner yesterday and asked them to do a fucking autopsy, and they were like, talk to me like I was fucking stupid. Why? Why? Because I was like, this this doesn't make sense. They just cleared her heart, and now she has a heart attack two days later. She has a history of self-harm, almost. Can we fucking see if some, like, something else happened? Is there anything in her blood? Did she fuck with some of her shit? Did somebody else fuck with her shit? Oh, I see what you're saying. How is she going to be cleared for her heart and then have a fucking heart attack? Granted, I'm no goddamn doctor. But she was like, well, did she have access to her medicine? I'm like, I'm not there. I'm in California. I don't, I don't know. My, I'm like, my aunt's there. She's a nurse. I don't, I don't think she like OD'd. I don't know how you can oh, fuck with your equipment. I, see I don't, I don't even know. I have, I'm just like, can you check if something's <laughs> weird? And they were like, unless you have evidence of a suicide or a homicide, like, they ruled it that we don't need to check it. She had all these issues here that could be the cause of this. So they won't check? Yeah, the movies really lie to us, bro. I thought you get an autopsy no matter what. So my aunt is having her attorney look into the shit tomorrow. You're going to go down there Thursday? I don't know. Not sure yet? I don't know what's going to happen. Fuck, would you get to bury her back in Buffalo? What do you guys well, she wrote, she wrote this letter. Yes, get on, get on the letter. My final thoughts. She basically talked about her entire life. Yeah, it was a three-page letter, typed up, and it was typed like up. Yeah, that was the weird part. I don't, I don't. Yeah, it was on. A, it was a picture of it, but it was printed out on paper, three pages. And she just talked about like uh, she opened up the letter talking about her grandmother and how she learned to be a good grandmother from her grandmother. And then she talked about how she didn't have a happy childhood and she wasn't close to her family. But then she like, it was like a summary of her life. And then like, I got a paragraph and April got a paragraph and each of my kids got a paragraph. And then she was talking about knowing that there's an afterlife and not being attached to her life or her body. And that people will say when she dies that at least she's with Charlie now and that they're right. Nah. Charlie's your dad for everyone now. Yeah. yeah. And that she like knew she was going to be, you know, 
greeted by whoever or whatever, and that she was just at peace with it or whatever. How odd. So, <coughs> it was just so much different than when my dad died. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was such a, like, drawn-out thing, and this was so and We've talked about it so heavy shocking. on this show, yeah. too. The fact that this is happening right now is crazy, bro. Yeah. And I definitely could have, I definitely could have did more. We but talked was, about this before. I was fucking mad, though. Not even that you're mad. You have three fucking kids, a full-time career you made every fucking offer and effort to go hey come out here hey can i go out there hey not much more you do than just show up and then get in a fight because she's like why the fuck are you here i was really worried about that because ultimately i know that we can't move on in our relationship until some of these questions are answered and i know that i can't ask them and i also want to be like you really took this shit with your mom to the literally to the fucking grave you got this old lady sitting here the past three years not really understanding what the fuck is going on. I don't know what she said to her at the funeral, but she said something and that was it. And it's like, just how she spun the shit around, it really had me at the end. Like She isolated you pretty much. Yeah. And then just to not even really acknowledge or recognize it. I mean, the, you know. The, April's family is big and they're connected and like they do shit. They go places, they do things, they do things with kids. They're a real family. Yeah. They have fights and then they're still family. You know, it, it was just, it was just nothing like that. And she just never really acknowledged that. She never, never even fucking talked about it. Like when I, before I moved to California, I went up to my aunt's factory and like, I, fucking met with her for like the first time she was fucking bawling and i asked her like is this true about my grandfather and shouldn't like i never even got a straight real answer out of her really she was just like i don't doubt that it's true but none of nobody else let it ruin let it trickle so hard so fucking far it's not your own's fault though no, not at all. I mean, she didn't even have a fair shot. Like, this shit. <coughs> no. I don't know what she went Fucked through, but up. I know as you look at her pictures in her eyes as a little kid and shit, and she looks fucking, like, like pissed. <laughs> and I know she was always getting in trouble as a kid. I'm sure she was on drugs. Like, not she wasn't, like, an addict, but I'm sure she was deep into hippie shit. I mean, she, where's, your, where's your mom's family from? Buffalo. Oh, for real? But she met your dad in L.A. Though no, well I don't know. No, they met in Buffalo. Okay, they they like they like lived around the country separately. Like they both lived around the country randomly. My dad used to live in Compton. Really? He taught chess at a park in Compton. I, I don't even know if Compton was Compton then, but I always thought that shit was funny because he's just the whitest dude of all time. Teaching chess <laughs> at a park back when that was a job. Yeah. Probably on some, I don't know. But yeah, then they came back to Buffalo and she met like gigging out. Like like you said, he's the musician, she's the hippie girl. And that's that's how it went. And they were, they had, that was their life. They were fucking, you know, they were totally fucking. My dad had no ambitions of like striking it big or. Just playing music. They were just playing music. He had his, they were small business owners. She ran, you know, I used to do, I used to enter in all the receipts for all his business, business. shit. You talk guitar. Oh, the, ta- oh, the, the, the lessons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, one second. My bad. Sorry. 
So you talk guitar, you used to do the receipts. Um, this is such an odd episode. Yeah, I just... I mean, I'm talking about in the terms of like... It's just so final, I feel. You know? I always wanted to talk about this shit, but I never thought I would really be able to just to get it off my chest. She would freak out and do something crazy to In herself. a meaningful way that might help out a lot of kids out there. We wanted to talk about this because it will help out because there's going to be hundreds of people going, fuck, holy shit, that sounds just like me. Because <coughs> you thought your mom would fucking kill herself if she heard this shit. I would never have spoke about this. <laughs> I even... We talked I, about it many times. Yeah. Like She might kill herself. Like, no, it's really like a not stable situation. <coughs> yeah, I was very fucking careful to never talk about anything. That I didn't, you know, I just, I didn't want to make, I didn't ever want to make her feel bad. But at the same time, it's like part of my story. It is my story. And I have to explain the shit to my kids. And I don't want to explain the shit to my kids. And I'm not going to because when I don't. get older, play this episode. Like, this is what the fuck I grew <laughs> wow. up with. Done. Mm. Never thought about that. Yeah, that's it. I didn't want to let that pain keep trickling. But at the same time, it's like they didn't grow up around my family at all. When you call me on FaceTime and go, kids don't, kids grow up bad, right? Tell them, Thomas, they got it good, right? <laughs> And they're like, yeah, I'm like, you guys live in a bomb house and both your parents are here and they don't beat the fuck out of you and everything's cool. You guys are doing great. You got an iPad? Yeah. Damn, you got an iPad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no fucking idea. This one will call me out of nowhere. Tell my fucking kids that they got it so damn good. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's mm. <laughs> your dad's cool. <laughs> I think the point is, the point's about resentment. The point's about elephants in the room. The point's about... I, my advice would be to be strong enough to, to to not be burdened by that. Even, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I would hold, if, if I, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I don't know how, if I were her, like, you know, yeah. it just, it, it seems, it, it was just not, like, consistent, too. Like, she would kind of... All my family wanted to do was be back in with her too. Like my aunt, like she would, oh, like it was on her mind. I could tell she cut your grandma off, but cut all her sisters and brothers off too. Yeah, but then she would let them in a little bit. As I got a little bit older, she started talking to her sisters and her brother again. But then, like, she got herself all wrapped up in my uncle's divorce so much so that I'm pretty sure he had to call the fucking cops on her because she got so wrapped up in it that she was like doing crazy harassment shit. I heard. Whoa, your mom goes hard. But under the guise of a fucking healer, that was the, the, what really bothered me. Like her whole thing was that she was Damn, above. Could, you have very, you have good patience. <laughs> I would have lost my shit at twelve. I would have lost. She wasn't my like shit that. Already. She wasn't like that at all. Oh yeah, sorry. At That's 20, the weird thing about it. I never had these thoughts at all until I was like nineteen, twenty, where I started. And then the shit with Jamel happened, and that was like literally slow motion. I still fucking see it. Her, like it was so just Seinfeld, white trash moment in uh, in our driveway. Jerry Springer. Seinfeld, Jerry Springer. Yeah. Don't you bring <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld into this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, Seinfeld. Jerry Springer. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those, and I was just like, I felt so betrayed. And uh, yeah, that's her son, too. He called me yesterday for the first time. Yeah, so I don't know if you want to bring that up. Yeah, I didn't answer. The first time you he called you or reached out since you moved away, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. I didn't, I didn't talk to anybody except for you. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really fucking feel like talking. Like, now's not the goddamn time. I understand. I wanted to talk to you guys. <coughs> this is different, though. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, by the way. Yeah. Like, all the messages and comments and stuff were really awesome. Yeah, dude. I don't like, I really, it. really, really don't like the type of energy or attention of everybody knowing that something bad just happened to you. I got that attention a lot, and I don't like it. But you can't have a show and not talk about your life. Of course. And now that you could freely kind of freely talk about, because there was so much, bro, you've told me. I would rant. I found myself kind of ranting at you because. Because you've never talked about it before. April's there for all the shit. Yeah, you've never talked about it before. We talked for like fucking three hours yesterday. Yeah, you've never been able to talk about the shit. For fear of, of, of just walking on eggshells, yeah, You're so fragile. Just not, I get it. not wanting to, not wanting to hurt her feelings. And I don't know if that was the right thing. Evidently, that was not the right fucking thing to do. Well, I don't know, because literally this spiral occurred after I was like, "Here we go." I literally before I had to check her over the COVID shit. I told April, "Here we go." I don't know where this is going to end. But that's, that's frick. if not, then you, like I said, you can't live your life for other motherfuckers, dude. There's so many people out there that, that just resonated hard because I know they're doing that right now. Tiptoeing around your fucking parents because you don't want to fucking quit college even though you don't want to be in fucking school. Talk about the shit. You have to. You truly yeah. have to. But for you as a whole, you cannot talk about certain shit because you're mom. And you don't want to, this isn't worth her doing some crazy shit. Yeah. You know, that's why we never talked about any of your stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that's the takeaway. It's just going to make me, I'm just trying to like, what is the big, what can we learn? Can we learn from this? I know it's, it's super fucked up because it's your mom and shit, but I know for me looking on an outside perspective, I can always say, if this is a movie, what's the outcome? It's only up, bro. And I'm not saying your mom was holding you back. Mom was holding you back in terms of you can't even live your full life without being like, oh, oh, shit, can I do that? Is she going to fucking lose it and go to a fucking psychiatric ward and kill herself and take pi-? You were going through this shit for months, bro, for months. I, you, you call me. like You were yeah. going through this shit for a long time. It's not that this is better at all in any way, way shape, or form. Fuck no. You'd much rather have her living here being your fucking yeah, grandma. But I she didn't. That. Where I find peace in it all is I know she didn't really want that. Yeah. She didn't care. She was like, I'm fine with just being here. I knew it even like back when we lived in Buffalo. Like she's, after he died. She's done. That's She just stuff. didn't, she couldn't find, in her letters. Did your mom ever date another person? No, oh, fuck no. There it is. Your mom was so uh, Even before him? I don't even know. I have no, like their lives before me are a fucking <clears throat> mystery in a lot of ways. I don't, I don't. I don't know. Your mom was just obsessed with him, bro. She was just, that was her. That was her whole identity. And she never was able to bounce back. She mentioned in her letter not being remembered for like being taken down by grief. But I think, I mean, that really, if he was still alive, she would still be alive. If she would have gone first, I don't think he would, he wouldn't, 10 years later, he, he would have been back to himself. He would have his own life. For sure. Your dad seemed like a very, uh, he does music, but he seems like a fucking mechanic. I'm just going to do my job, come home, he was a food writer. Okay, I'm just going to 
You did good. You crashed a car. Fuck. Yeah. You, yeah, you know that's how simple, I feel like your dad. Simple. Very simple. To himself. Yeah. No. No opinion. Yeah. Just couldn't be better. <laughs> the both like sorry, sorry. couldn't be better at minding his own business. Couldn't be better at just being like <clears throat> just chilling. Wasn't he? Didn't have he? Didn't have all this extra energy. And I think probably maybe even he if he were alive and I were to like talk to him about all this shit, I think he would like get it. He would understand. He would it'd be cool to be able to to relate to him about all this shit. But um Yeah, man. It's it's cool to be able to talk about it like this. It's been a long fucking time. Your whole life. <sighs> Weird. Even one day being able to freely talk. Yeah. Shit, even freely think sometimes. Just right? just get it all out because I just, I don't ever want to feel, act like or feel like I'm throwing people under the bus with shit. But no. it's like, if it's my life, if, if, if you're in my life to the point that you, you've defined chapters in my life, I'm allowed to talk about the shit. Exactly. If you're in the book, there's a reason. <laughs> or like her, if you have a chapter or a paragraph. I find it wild that she did her final thought summary a couple months ago. How yeah. odd is that? You know, that's kind of her, st- I don't want to say her style, but uh, it was her style to, to, to like, <clears throat> to act like she knew so much about the afterlife that she was be fine with writing. These are my final thoughts, but she wasn't even that sick then. Or like I don't know exactly. Well, she even was sick. Those were still the early stages <clears throat> of like, I hurt my knees. I'm depressed. I don't know. She didn't really ever talk to me. She didn't. She would always have like Elaine. That's okay. Here we go. Here's another big fucking thing. She never really had friends. One, like she would get friends from like the internet that uh, were into the metaphysical shit too. Elaine was like that too, but she was local. And your mom cut Elaine off over an argument. I didn't even know that. When we when we moved to Texas and she came to visit us the one time, she very fucking <coughs> casually was like, Elaine died. And we're like, what? She like she said it so nonchalant. Oh, no, she, my best friend. Oh, she died. She died. She and then she goes, She was ready. That's what she said. I and know, I know you've been through this so much, but I kind of gotta be honest, bro. Your mom might have been on some shit. Maybe they were tapped into some shit. Maybe. I mean. You never know. She Elaine committed suicide. <laughs> so. Take it all back. That's what she meant by she was ready. I'll take this all back. <laughs> I thought. I thought. No. So. And the way you. Elaine committed suicide. <laughs> just to clear that up. She was ready. Of course. She did it. That was your mom's answer to that? It hit me in the chest when she said that shit. Me and April both looked. She was so fucking just like. She was there to, to assist. For real, best friendship. Like, you, you're done? I'll be there. I'll help you. Nah, she was. She was On some shit like that, dude. People are wild. Elaine, That's crazy. That's your mom? So, like, she mentioned one of her friends in her letter that I never heard of. She would like get friends. She'd like, and then she'd act like it was normal. Like, oh, so and so from fucking Russia is in town, and so and so from South Africa. Because they all do the metaphysical crazy energy shit. Wow, your mom was part of that community. She th- 
considered herself that like but at the same time who the fuck are we healing here that was my thing like heal something then my dad just went was tortured for eight years you're going through all this shit you're inadvertently putting everybody else through all this shit with you like let's get some fucking healing going at some point was the other thing too you can't can't sit here and act like patience you have such patience i lost my shit Act you're like healing. you're like you know but what's you gonna happen. Heal. You know this shit is all. You're a fucking psychic, but all this horrible shit is happening. And give me a fucking heads up, then. How about? <laughs> totally funny thing to take away. Give me a fucking heads up. <laughs> like I always say, when I see little psychic buildings off the freeway, you guys know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Why even have the building and pay the rent if you're a psychic? Just find your clients. You're a psychic. There's a couple holes in that business model, but they're in, they're in business though. Yeah, People they are going. They should ask you your name when you walk uh, in. Yeah. Well, what's your name? Shouldn't you fucking know? Yeah. Bitch? You tell me. <laughs> you tell me exactly. <laughs> wow. Wow. So you grew up in. Uh, all right. All right. I didn't realize your mom was so heavy into the spiritual shit. Yeah. So that, that's what, the nine perfect strangers when I showed told you to watch mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I watched it like that. Yeah. She's like that lady. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to blank on that fucking show, but. I, oh yeah yeah now i remember the lady she that walks around she thought of herself like that lady that's what i'm saying yes wow she did trying to talk to the dead like you just said that's what the whole show is about yeah but it yeah yeah it was like uh it's an interesting thing it's like an ego like a. it's like it's the like a defense it's a defense it's an it's ego sitting on top of a defense mechanism that's a good way to put it because if she didn't have all that belief and faith in her shit then uh, it would have been too much to deal with, I guess. But I didn't like that. She got me thinking like that for a stretch when my dad was real sick. Like, um, like well, why did why did why did this happen? Like, what what am I doing wrong that this would happen? Type of shit, basically. Or like, there's there's some outside force off there, you know, that's causing this shit to happen. Like, she got me thinking like her for a fucking while. I thought like her. I realized I was very much like her. Because I would cut them, like we were talking about, cut people out of my life immediately. I was super cold. And I realized, like, that I got that from her. Yeah. And I had to. But it's, it's, if it's justified, mm-hmm. you're logical, though. Now I'm not like that. I, I don't hold vengeances and shit. No. I've, I'm trying to learn from her for that. Like, it left her, at the end of the day, alone. She didn't have any real friends or family because she had isolated herself from everybody. She was with my aunt. My aunt, I don't want to, like, the situation enabled my mom to not have to work, or, but, it, but still she just took it, like, to another level. I feel bad that that happened to my aunt. She went down yeah. there to live with her. My aunt was like, yeah, hey, we're both getting a little older, we're single, like, you know, I, I could see how, I'm, in, in one sense, I'm like, this could be fucking awesome for you guys. could be some, thank you for being <laughs> a friend. Yeah, it could be great. Let's get you a, let's get something going. Let's get some life going. Like, yeah. if you don't want it to be your grandkids, okay. Get a small time job, go work at the fucking public library. Something. Yeah. Old ladies that are widows, we see them all the time. They figure it out. They keep pushing forward with life. But. That's sad. Feel bad for your mom, honestly. Yeah, me too. I feel I feel really bad on a lot of different levels. 
It's like the villain, like what caused the villain kind of thing. Not that saying she's a bad person. Yeah. Saying what caused like the bad There's shit so to much. spark. She just needed therapy. We went, uh, we went to, th- we went to therapy the other day to try it out. We took, we took my daughter to a counselor to just let her talk some things out. We've been having some issues and shit. <laughs> I should have been in there my whole life. Like not oh, to think shit. it was some magical experience, but that is the problem because we never talked about anything. That was just, I think a lot of families are like that. Like probably we didn't talk about how bad my dad was suffering. We didn't talk about, it was too much. Like it was too much to fucking talk about. Literally. We didn't talk about how bad she was suffering. We didn't talk about when she was strung out on pills. We didn't talk about when she was probably suicidal in Buffalo. We didn't talk about fucking anything, you know, but me and her used to talk about everything. Something changed. Something changed when he got sick. Like polar opposites changed. And I don't know if it was just that I became an adult and I started interfacing with her as an adult instead of a kid or if something snapped and changed during all that pain. But whatever it was, she really wasn't able to bounce back from it. I don't feel like, and unfortunately I feel like that's the truth. Damn <laughs> so yeah that was summed up pretty well I'm glad you got to talk about it though I feel better it was just a goddamn whirlwind of thoughts in my head like ever since ever since yesterday when it started she called me my aunt was crying she told me just a just a tornado of fucking thoughts right up until now <laughs> yeah yeah it's when you told me like let's do the fucking episode well, we, right. I don't want to ruin it, but we have a huge guest booked for Tuesday. And Monday and Tuesday, bro. Yeah. Right? Tomorrow. Well, Today's Sunday. Today's Sunday. I got to look at the calendar. We have a, yeah, we have a really, we'll is it say, tomorrow? It's tomorrow, bro. Oh, fuck. Okay, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Yeah, it is tomorrow. And then we talked about Dr. Drew. Yeah, Dr. Drew was booked, but Tuesday, we might, we might reschedule because we he, he would have had a hard out after like an hour. Yeah, we like, like an hour episode. We don't want, we Let's need wait. I was going to talk to Dr. Drew about this shit. Not even that. We booked Dr. Drew before this because your mom was driving you fucking insane. I was. I had this happened. Maybe we should just have fucking Dr. Drew. Even if it is a fucking hour. Come in, bro. I mean, maybe it's have fine come, now. Come I was going to ask his advice. Like, what should I do? <laughs> I was going to pull him aside afterwards. Like, I hope you got another fucking hour in you, bro, because I need some real life fucking advice because <sighs> I don't know how to handle this situation. But anyway, we were going to do the April episode, which is still going to be an amazing episode. But Fuck yeah, it's going to happen. We couldn't not do this, and I didn't want to not have an episode for this week to come out. So I don't know when it's going to come out, but we'll have an episode for this week. And just all the support from the fans yesterday, I was thinking about it all day. And there's no way we could have did it yesterday, but I just... No. April was like, you should go do it. Yeah, dude, sometimes it helps. Fucking the dealing with death episode. That shit helped me so fucking much. Yeah. Even though this is fresh as shit. And bro. all the people in the comments that were impacted by that episode. Oh, yeah. That was different. Yeah. It was a, that was fucking different. But that was very similar. And you were dealing with that behind the scenes. And then it just comes to a head and you have to address it. And shit, this, you're doing the same exact thing. Dealing with the same shit. Yeah. Except I feel way worse because the person I talk about was one of my best homies. Yeah. 
you're just sitting, you're struggling through life because of it. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm sorry that her story ended like that. When I was a kid, I would have never imagined, like, <laughs> this is how, like, the story of her life is going to end. Weird. But it, it's in your hands, though. You can have it. I mean, she had it on track for fucking a long time. They had me when they were, like, 35, 40 or whatever, right up until I was a teenager. I mean... They did it. They had a successful house. They were fucking happy. It's fine. But just because it doesn't mean it's going to be like that forever. You got to keep like evolving to keep your life going. Yeah. No matter how old you are. Honestly, I can't wait till I'm fucking 85. Yeah. I know. I mean, hopefully, yeah. I mean, like you want, ideally the goal is to be fucking comfortable and to have your kids on shit all taken care of at that point and just, Mission accomplished. That's the goal. Yeah, exactly. But life is so, can be just so hard on you that like grief alone can take you out, apparently. You know, I don't know. I don't know how people go through shit they go through. Losing kids, losing, you know, like, I get it. For sure. Yeah, how easy it would be to check out. But, just when you're older in life and you have grandkids and shit, it's ideal for that not to happen. But to each his own, and we all got, we can't, like, take too much responsibility for somebody else's path. That's the main thing in this episode. <sighs> like, the main thing to leave with is you're still so fucking young that this is going to be 30 years ago. Go to remember 30 years ago. My life was just fucking going wild. You know what I mean? Like this is a different chapter of your life yeah. towards not just always focusing on like, I can't do this or that because of another person. And I'm like, again, I'm not trying to say it isn't like a good, this not a good thing at all. It would be a good thing to change your ways and the way she was going. You guys are talking again. Maybe move back. Maybe watch the fucking kids. You have another granddaughter that was cool as shit. Yeah. You know, so she didn't get to see the house. That's a bummer. Uh, but yeah. she also never even brought it up. Really, I don't know. She just wasn't. That wasn't on her mind. It's not even like. I, I think, at a certain point, you get so consumed. If you're in depression, or if you're in grief, or if you're just kind of checking out of wanting to be alive, it's selfish for other people to be like, "Damn, you're not even thinking about me." Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. But I just wish that... it's also selfish as fuck to be like, only me. My problems revolve around you. People don't realize when they fuck up and get all depressed or die or kill themselves and shit, it's like, you fucked up so many other people's lives, you bitch. It's more selfish to do that shit. I felt so bad putting this pain on my kids last night. I was seven when my grandfather died. Up until I found out he wasn't a good person, I thought he was a good person. Yeah. So I have a seven-year-old boy. We had to put that pain on him last night. Bro, you're going to walk around with this forever. I'm sorry I got to put this on you. My three-year-old doesn't understand what the fuck's going on, but she does somewhat. I mean, and she, like I said, she was a great grandmother. Like Ariana, Ariana was in her house in Lackawanna for the first five years of her life. She grew up there. My dad lived long. He wasn't supposed to live long enough to even see her. He lived till she was like two. Like, she was 
Ariana was in the house that I grew up in in Lackawanna, like with my mom a lot. When we'd go to work, she was there. It was right there. We lived right. She had a fucking full on grandma for a yeah. time. Yeah. Wow. Full, full on fucking grandma. Full blown. And then even when she moved to California, you know, like I pat her on the back. I said, I'm going to make it happen. She said, I know you are. Took off into the fucking distance. A year later, we made it happen to the point that she was able to move out. And she was fine doing that. But I just wish she'd never moved to Texas, man. I wish yeah. we never moved to Texas. I don't, I think, I don't need, I, you can't go back and, no, but that's the path, the path that she was on here, she could have rolled that out and it could have been fucking cool. Until year 60. You know what I mean? She could have been, yeah. yeah. So, but you can't think about like what could have, maybe she was ready to go, bro. You that's what, what it saying? sounded like. It just sounded like, it sounded like, not only am I like, I'm okay if I go, but like she said in her letter, I'm not attached to my life or my body. She considered herself such a fucking spiritual realm person yeah. that she felt <laughs> more comfortable there than here, basically. Well, honestly, maybe that's not even a bad thing for her. I don't she think went it's, by herself. You know? If she wasn't, there's probably, I feel like I discredit a lot of her shit without giving it a chance because... Like she's been so like loopy about it, yeah. That of course the cry wolf shit. Like, it hits a wall with me where I'm annoyed as soon as I start hearing the shit. Yep, I totally. And then remember, I was just talking about this the other day when me and my mom weren't cool and we weren't fucking friends. Instead of sit through it, like this is you, and this is how it's gonna be. Oh okay. Oh, and I leave. Yeah. Oh, there was I wanted to yell eight <laughs> times. Fuck. Yeah. But you can only do it so long. Yeah. That's you that's exactly, and I felt so bad about that. Yeah, because you're like, sorry, April, I'm screaming into the fucking steering wheel to drive home. I get it. And then, yeah, then when... And you have kids, and you can't be like, your grandma fucking bad. sucks. Yeah. You can't say that. She went on a vendetta against April. I'm, I kind of forgot about it in that part of the story, but when that shit happened with Jamal... She really did go on what? a fucking vendetta against April over really literally over nothing just because in the mix of that, she she started being real fucking nasty. And despite that, April was always the person that was there for her and understanding and never took that shit to heart, even though they really fucking ruined her life for about a couple months and just putting a bunch of untrue shit up in the air and just acting all butthurt that I was starting a fucking family basically. And uh, not everybody's cool, man. They yeah, like you know, they were they were all fucking. Even though they're your parents, not everybody's the greatest person that. And then, not everybody's your, you want to hang out with. Yeah, if they weren't that was parents. the thing. I always wanted to be able to like, yeah. like April and her mom have tons of issues. They still hang out, and she's still cool, and you still have a normal conversation with her. I was always like, I wish Fuck. that was the case. <laughs> but oh. like, what always? I was always like, what the fuck? Too is that like. She cuts off everybody in life, right? The one person she kept contact with the whole time was Jamel. Even, oh, really? Yeah. To this day? I think so. Oh, is that why he called? He still was I, close yeah, to like, mom. and I'm like, oh. I, we even when we were at like we we were at horrible odds over nothing. Even at that moment, she was playing both sides of the fence. She was, which I get, but like your sons, bro. Yeah, I get it. But she considered uh, it was him a son. fucking serious. Yeah, I get it. And then she, then like, and granted, we've been at odds over nothing. I've, there's I have nothing. I, so like, it's 
I was only mad at like his like actions in that time. But even then, years go on and she'll just start bringing it up. Oh, you got this going on. I'm like, what makes you think I give a fuck? Do I ask about this shit? Why would you cut everybody off? The one dude who I'm had fucking this horrible thing. The one with. guy you don't want to be like that toward too. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want this dude in my life. Like, keep fucking bringing this shit up. Okay, and I'm gonna ignore it again. Just, just another thing. Like, you know that that was just weird. But she, I mean, she loved him. I get it. We grew up like brothers. She called him her son. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that you always say, my brother. Yeah. You never always said, like, my brother. You yeah. always say that still. She, yeah, it's fucking weird now. Yeah. Took this to get a call, but I mean, not a can of worms. I feel like fucking opening. All right, now you, you're busy, bro. It's the holidays. <laughs> At this point in my life. Shit you're going through. When you're ready, you can always yeah. make that call too. Whatever. Like, Hopefully he's watching this shit. Yeah. But not, not, it's not a bad thing. No, I not at all. how you feel. I'm just, I'm so lucky to be at this point in my life. Like, this is happening while I'm realizing everything I've ever wanted. Also, we're moving into the house. We're renovating the house. We have the show. I've dropped my clients. We're launching all this shit. Yeah. I'm filming on big sets. Wait, sorry. We have to. The merch drops today. <laughs> we never even talked about it, Martin. We'll make a mention. Yeah, we'll mention. We'll, it. I know Damn, this wasn't. Was a, I don't even feel right putting ads in this you fucking video. Him? You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how I feel like. Uh, but we'll um, to put, merch. There's merch. There's follow Instagram. We've been working really hard on it. And we're really super proud of it, and we're really excited for it, and we can't wait for you guys to get it. And we push really hard to make sure it was out for Christmas. Yeah, is what? the what we mean to say? Yeah. Said <laughs> me doing uh, Instagram, and I felt weird. Like today's the day. Yeah, I it's know. our launch day. Uh, how do we? How do you drop an ad on this fucking episode? You, it's almost impossible. But we appreciate it. I don't even mind not doing ads or teleport. And like I said yesterday, if the ad read partners get weird, like then fucking cancel the contract. Yeah. If that's what makes you feel weird, fuck you. And I don't mind it. Let's do double ads and another one. Who gives mm -hmm. a shit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm not. I'm not tripping over that shit at all. Yeah, fucking. One thing I don't want to let my do myself do is just get like get caught up and. I just want to really keep control of my mind, because when you're in a situation like this, your mind can. I having gone through it many before, like. There has to be. I mean, it's normal to grieve. It's normal to do all that, but I'm want to be really mindful of a couple things. I need to take and this next big chapter of my life. I need to take really good care of myself. My, like really not just go on stretches of like eating good and exercising and shit and taking care of myself. I need to not let anything come between me and my daughter that she goes through when she's a teenager. Like that's, I need next to, goals. I can't let any elephants in the room. I can't let shit go unsaid. And I've been moving like that. I've been very outspoken, but it needs the, that's the main thing I think to pull from it is like, I never want to have unsaid shit with my kids. Your kids seem to be pretty stable, bro. Pretty good. Like you guys, you're doing fine. You know what I'm saying? You have a backsplash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. You guys are, you guys are crushing God. it. I know. That was the, yesterday. Oh. This is such a fucking first world problem or whatever. I know. <laughs> I get it. But it's like. I couldn't 
tell my kids about this yesterday. All we had the people installing the backsplash in my house starting about a half hour after I got the call. So we got, you know, a crew of uh, Mexican dudes down on the main floor of the house all day installing our backsplash, which came out awesome. The white dude upstairs is <laughs> screaming at the walls. He's pissed about something. Yeah. So uh, April had to facilitate that. Ugh. While I was just like in my room thinking about all this, and then we didn't tell the kids until nighttime. Eight. Yeah. Eight yeah. Eight. You were nice enough to send some pizzas and shit. It was a bomb. Yeah, it was awesome. I don't know where Rosie ordered it. From. It was great. The <laughs> fact, but pizza showed up at the most iconic time. Like I, the guy hit us up. He's like, I dropped at the door. Like, I did. Yeah. Ariana's always like, Thomas is the best friend ever. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck like, yeah. yeah, that that was big because I was fucking starving. I didn't eat all day until that. I already knew it. I'm like, you guys are not gonna want to cook right now, bro. We had just April one got groceries. We had just pushed our fridge in. They delivered our goddamn more, I was going to say white people problems, first world problems. They delivered the fucking new fridge we got on sleds, okay? Skis. Imagine it being on two skis that were, that are fucking drilled into it. Take that off the We had to, it involved two trips to Home Depot to get the right ratchet sockets. It involves me tipping back the fucking fridge in April underneath. Well, she does it. Oh, no. So we had the fridge just... In the kitchen for a couple of days till we had all that. We just put the fucking fridge back in. So we have a fridge now. And uh, we have the, the backsplash now. The kitchen is almost done. We got to put the hood up in front of the fucking oven. Yeah. And then it'll basically be done. But yeah, we couldn't even really basically talk about it. There it wasn't about to. Yeah, they were all there all day yesterday doing that. And so Just pretending that the kids running. What's up, dad? <laughs> yeah, I know. Nothing. It was kind of like that. <laughs> Go to the room. I know. I, <laughs> Leave you alone for a minute. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I could like already that. imagine it. I could already imagine it. So, yeah, we had to tell him last night. What a predicament to be in. Like, I'll tell you in 12 hours. Fuck. Yeah, it kind of worked out good. It did. Yeah. To not have to go through all the trip. April did all the talking. April's just been an angel throughout all this. The whole thing is the fucking through line, basically. She's way more mature than me. She's more. Wait, you just said that right now. And when April's episode comes she knows up, it. I'm going to bring up this clip. <laughs> she's more mature than me she, on that screen while we yeah. all watch it. She goes, yeah, see, motherfucker. I give her credit. For that. <laughs> she gave me, she was giving me really solid advice. She's always giving me amazing advice from my mom, even when my mom wasn't treating her nicely. Good. Which is like who my mom wanted to be, ironically. <laughs> right. But in in her letter, she took out a whole separate section for April, like she should have. She was a fucking angel the whole time, and really was better than better than I was because she didn't. She wasn't all pissed off like I was. Yeah, you she was only it. thinking about the kids. She's better than at that than me. She thinks about well. Also, she rubbed her grudge off, grudge holding off on you too. So it's not all you. It's what you were raised in. Yeah. You know, but you're growing out of it. Yeah, I'm actively trying to not be like that. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's it's hard, but it's not. You just have to check yourself every time you feel like you're doing some dumb shit. Yeah, there's a difference between holding a grudge and just not like I'm at peace with this situation. We're all good here, but I just don't care about you. We're just not. We're not connected anymore. That's that's exactly it. Like Like, move on with your life. Somebody that we talked about in my first episode. Reached out to me after it came out. That's right. And apologized. That's right. And I was like, I really fucking appreciate you doing that. Thank you. 
Not to say, bam, you're all back in my life again and we're all fucking homeboys, but I'm glad we're both at peace with this and we're not walking around fucking mad over nothing at each yeah. other. Because I'm not. That's crazy, bro. So, yeah, that's the big thing. Chapter like That, that builds shit. up over time. I said it earlier that it leads to cancer and shit or it leads to situations like this where it's like, we don't know what's going on. It's just like... It just builds and manifests in your in your body, and and it's I think it's part of us being here. We gotta. That's part of being human is is to learn to get through shit like that hard shit in life. It's part of our job to get through it, and not let it take us out. Good way to put it. Yeah, it's a great way to put it. It's a bumper sticker, man. Yeah, she put in her letter like it's you know you're here to learn. And when I'm done, I'll have a life review. Oh, she dropped some insightful shit. She was put all that in her letter. And I'll, I'll, I'll look back on the things I could have did better and the things where I had my successes or whatever. Mm. You know? I mean, I don't fucking know what happens when you die. I'm not going to act like I do. But in a lot of ways, she had a healthy way of looking at it. But then there was just this next level to it. Yeah. That I'm took it totally to a place of weirdness and like, <laughs> me not knowing what the fuck is going on. <laughs> but good, man. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you got to talk about this. Yeah. This is good shit. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know how much time it's been, but I think if you got everything off your chest, I think that's good. I think we anymore, we're just going to start, you're yeah. just going to start fucking dwelling on your own thoughts and shit. Yeah. No, I think uh, that's all I really wanted to talk about. Yeah. And I'm going to go watch the Bills. Beat the fuck Beat out of the Tom Brady. Out of the, Tom Brady. I don't know. Hopefully. Let's see. Trying to be confident. Edit this thing and get it out when it's ready. And we're going to move on to this next episode and next episodes. And I'm probably going to have to go to Texas for a while to figure shit out. And I don't know what's going to happen with this attorney situation. The last thing I want to deal with is yeah. think about is some malpractice, negligence, lawsuit. But... I think that is the case. I don't even want to like, yeah, that's a whole, I haven't even let myself tap into that yet, but the way my aunt was talking about it and April's mom, like someone fucked up. That's a whole nother thing to worry about right now. Now it's just getting the shit done that you had to get done for personal stuff. So like I said, when you hire the movers, bro, you don't have to be there. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Good shit. Man. Thank you, guys. It's really cool having a community. Yeah. Especially people that are going through some or, or have gone through things, too. Because, I mean, literally one of the first things I thought about was the fucking show. It's like, well, now you can breathe and shit. Well, not even about that. Like, it wasn't one of the first things I thought about, but it was just like, damn, we're going to miss an episode. We've never missed. There's no way I can. We were supposed to record yesterday. I know, but. I'm not. Fuck I that, knew like we were gonna put up that. a clip. Yeah, but family emergency. Sorry, see you next. I was week. totally ready to not do it. Yeah, but I just I, I, I told I you like, that you we sure want to do this. There's no other time in history that I'll be able to look back at this. My kids will be able to look back at this. Other kids going through this should be able to look at it. Yeah, there's no other time. Yes, it's not like we could address it with our fucking guest. Yeah, and people are going through the same thing you were going through in high school, right now with your dad. Yeah, people going through my fucking cousin Memphis just went through the fucking same thing with my uncle John. Yeah. Like this shit all same fucking age. Like, yeah, this shit this happens 
daily. Some people right now are thinking about their friend's dad or their friend's mom. Like, fuck. And then you have to, do, you know what I mean? Like having to console your homies. I don't even like, think about fuck. that. I know. I started that yesterday as my boys from Buffalo are messaging me and shit. I'm like, they know her too. Yeah. We used to hang out in the basement. That's your mom, bro. She, I'm seeing, you know what I mean? Like, we're getting to that age where it's like, fuck, people, our homies, parents are getting old. Oh, shit. Because you don't think about it when you're 15, 16. <laughs> yeah. You do not think about that shit. Now it's like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Now I'm where you're at when I met you. Shit is crazy, boy. Yeah. <laughs> goes fast. <laughs> fucking thing goes fast, 20s man. 20s are slow. Yeah. After that, it's fucking not. Mm. 20s are slow because you're true. trying to figure out what you're doing. It's true. You're slow as fuck. Fuck yeah. I couldn't wait to get out of my I 20s. I can't, and people <laughs> ask me, like, you get old, does it feel weird? Like, I don't ever want to be 20s again. I ever. felt deep in my 30s and my 20s. Yeah. There you go. Like <laughs> About 29, I went, I'm fucking over it can i just buy some houses yeah i'm over this i can smoke weed while i'm fucking searching there never houses working yeah. on my shit i'm fucking tired of just smoking weed all day every day <laughs> with nothing leaving yeah you know what i mean because i was just getting high doing videos never you're like money. me too and you're, you're you don't have that like i'm gonna go out and party get that out of my I system for a that. couple of years man i went downtown to a when i was like 19 we'd go down to a club once in a while and i i don't know if i'm Weird. I feel like an asshole. I feel like an asshole. I feel, I feel like, like something's like, about to happen. I feel like... I hate it, dude. I'm like, can we just wait, get the I, fuck out of here? Gonna dan- I'm going to start dancing. Can I leave? <laughs> can I fucking leave? Yeah. That's how I feel every time I go to anything like I feel like that. I'm going to stand here and just look like a meme mugging everybody, but I'm really yeah, just but saying, I'm really just like, I kind of smoke a joint here. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel, man. I hate clubs. I hate nightclubs. I hate fucking bars. I don't like that shit. Yeah, I, I had no fans of that at all. No, I didn't either. Even when I was deep in music, I fucking hated clubs. Yeah, I'm good. For what? Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it's cool to do your thing. But yeah. Maybe sometimes. But, yeah, I don't know how the fuck we got on that topic. Don't know. It's <laughs> all right. But this has been an episode. I don't know what to call it. But here we are. Yeah. Good shit. Appreciate you, sir. Appreciate all the fans. All right. I think we'll close we're it out. We'll move, up, we'll move on from this. and Chapter... Three. Yeah. Ready? It's about to be about new to chapter. Be a new chapter. We'll see what happens. Nothing but positive things, setting more fucking goals, trying to get shit out there. We're gonna crush it, man. We're we're one month away from crushing the fuck out of the next year. I know that. Oh. Yeah. I know that. It, it's really surreal to it. it's surreal to it's know that as a fucking fact. As a fact. Oh, I'm ready. Because I'm just grateful. I'm just I'm just grateful to just be in position. Yep. That everything worked out despite all this. It's working out. It's crazy how <laughs> it's like I told you like these these are like monumental point, points in your these numbers and dates and shit coming up on your shit is crazy. The chapters of your life closing and everything's just starting to work. Same here. We're on the same yeah. path, bro. You know what I'm saying? But different ways i don't know but yeah good shit cool good episode right. go bills go bills guys it's been an episode of the dope as usual podcast have a dope ass day thought we were gonna smoke way more i was like man i'm about to you have about seven blunts right there yeah and you smoked <laughs>
perfect.